Hello, and welcome back to Mothering Earth, your one stop for information on sustainable living. I'm your host, Salwa Khan. When you hear about climate change, do you ever feel frustrated? Because it's as though there's nothing you can do to help reverse the damaging effects of carbon. You're about to find out that there is a lot you, your family, and your friends can do every day to reduce what's called your carbon footprint. And yes, it does make a difference. The more people you can get involved, the greater the positive effect. Climate Buddies is an organization in Austin, Texas, that was started by several friends who decided to see what they could do to reduce their carbon footprint. They went on what they call a carbon diet and found that by doing simple things such as lowering the thermostat, using native plants in the garden, eating less meat and more vegetables, driving less, they were cutting down on the amount of carbon that they were responsible for releasing into the atmosphere every day. I spoke with two of the founders of Climate Buddies, Greg Chobin and Patty Stevens. Um, I'm Greg Chobin. I'm on the board of directors of Climate Buddies. Um, there are seven members on the board of directors. We were formed, we formed based around a group of friends who all had similar ideas about the environment, wanting to improve the environment and wondering what we could do about it. And so we decided to form um, an organization in Austin to reduce greenhouse gases and to better the climate and basically with the small mission statement of saving the world for our future generations, for my granddaughter, for all of our granddaughters and grandsons. Uh, and, and so there were three couples, that, or actually two couples that originally started, Patty and Bob, her husband, were one of those two couples. Yup uh, Meyer and his wife Courtney were another couple. Yup is an environmental scientist. Um, he's originally from the Netherlands. Uh, but he lives here in Austin, as we all do. And his business is environmental science. He advises companies how to reduce their greenhouse gas, their carbon footprint. Um, and so we started the organization, uh, and we had you know goals of just educating different, different um, friends of ours and organizations that we had other dealings with. Uh, and about two years ago, we filed to become a nonprofit, a 501c3, and we were approved by the IRS, so we are now a 501c3. Um, we have several programs that have evolved from our thinking over the last couple, three years, and we're going to tell you about two major ones today. Um, one is the carbon diet program, and officially it is how to lose 5,000 pounds of carbon in 30 days. It's based upon a booklet uh, written by David Gershon, G-E-R-S-H-O-N, um, that was put out in California about 10 years ago originally. Uh, and it is a booklet that you can use to bring together groups of people. Typically, we try to bring together uh, 10 to 12 people. And we, we're, or, we're um, aiming at neighborhood groups. And so, for instance, in my neighborhood, I organized several of my neighbor friends to come over and, and participate in this program. And the, the summary of it is, 
we who understand the, the whole carbon footprint uh, algorithm talk to those people and, and educate them on what they can do in their lives, just their ordinary lives, to reduce their carbon footprint. The carbon footprint being a measurement of greenhouse gases that you are responsible for putting into the atmosphere every year based on how much energy you use to, in your home, how many miles you drive your car, what kind of car you have, how many things you have, that kind of thing. And so uh, through a series of meetings in, in a home, we gather these people together and we, we teach them how to develop their own carbon footprint using something called a carbon calculator. Uh, and it's, it's an algorithm that you can find online. Uh, the EPA has a carbon calculator. Uh, the city of Austin, the Office of Sustainability, on their website has a carbon calculator. And it'll ask you a series of questions about how much energy you use, how many trips you take, what kind of food you eat, how much water you use. And it'll say then at the end of that, your carbon footprint is X. And the average carbon footprint of an American is about 55,000 pounds of CO2 equivalent going into the air every year. Um, and so what we're trying to do then is show people how, if they just think about what they're doing in a very short time, i.e. 30 days, they can reduce their carbon footprint by 5,000 pounds, which is about 10% of their carbon footprint. And for every household that has participated in this, every one of them has been able to easily reduce their carbon footprint by 5,000 pounds. And so it's a very easy way just to become more efficient in the amount of energy you use, just the things you do, the things you spend money on, the kind of food you eat, uh, it, all of those with the goal of improving the environment by reducing the greenhouse gases you produce and therefore lowering your carbon footprint. Um, it, got, it got to the point, actually, where a lot of the neighbors were um, keeping spreadsheets of what their, what their you know, the, my, my gas bill this month was, my electric bill this month was, the amount of water I used this month was, how about you, what did you do? And so it, it became almost like a kind of like a friendly competition. And, and not, only, there, there, not only was it good in that it reduced the amount of greenhouse gas equivalent that they were producing, but it reduced their bills too. Their electric bills went down, their gas bills went down, um, their gasoline bills went down. Uh, it, it's just there, there's, no, there's no bad part of it. It was good for getting friends together and having a good time, and it was good for the environment, and it was good for their pocketbook. So it's been a very popular program. And again, it's oriented towards any group of you know, 8 to 12 people. Um, we briefed the Office of Sustainability on this program, and they were so impressed with it that they actually purchased and gave us 2,000 uh, of these booklets by David Gershon to use in our program of, uh, of educating communities about what was going on. And so it's an ongoing program. We're always looking for more groups that are, um, that are available or that are interested in doing this. Um, if anybody's interested in it, they can contact me through Climate Buddies, and I'd be glad to get them started on how they can do it and how they can get the books and um, just what it's all about. It's very easy. This sounds like a really wonderful program in that 
um, you're showing individuals exactly what they can do on a daily basis. And that's something that a lot of people have problems with in confronting an issue like climate change is to, you know, say, well, what can I do about it? And I'm wondering how you get new people into signing up to get the training and to start this uh, carbon diet. Well, right now it's, it's just word of mouth. I mean, ideally what we're hoping is that every time we have a neighborhood group and we bring in eight or ten people, part of, the, part of the program is educating them on how to replicate the whole program themselves and to train them to be a leader of the, of the program. And so that's very easy because the little booklet we're talking about by David Gershon is, is written with that in mind. And so it is a little syllabus of how to brief people on what the different ways that they're producing carbon, what they can do about it, how, how each thing they do has this particular effect, and then how to run a meeting like that. And so, for instance, if I had 10 or 12 people in a group like this, I would, I would try to recruit anybody that was interested in doing that same thing with other friends of theirs, whether it's from their church or school or in their neighborhood or whatever. So that's, that's basically the, the main way we're doing it. We have it described on our website, www.climatebuddies.org uh, also. Uh, so, and then, of course, we're, we're doing things like this interview. And so we're trying to just get the word out so that anybody that's interested in finding out more about it, what they can actually do themselves to you know, contribute to the overall good, uh, they can come to us and we can lead them down the path then that shows them how to get it done. They all, people can, that are interested can check out our website, which is climatebuddies.org. On the website, there's mention of your uh, coming to Earth Day events, I guess, in Austin. And was that the main way you initially found people to get connected with you guys? Um, it was one of the ways. Earth Day, on Earth Day, in the spring of each year, the city of Austin puts on a big celebration, usually at the Mueller uh, complex in, on the east side of Austin, um, and a lot of environmental organizations and environmental contractors set up information booths in that, in that Earth Day, and we did that last year also. And so that's one of the ways that we try to educate people on the different programs that we have to improve the climate. Um, I wouldn't say it was the main way, but it is certainly one of the ways. So uh, you talked about the different ways in which people need to look at their lives and say, you know, what, what are things that I can change? Um, can you describe in more detail some of those aspects of a sort of everyday life that we can look at and see if, we, if there are ways in which we can change individually? Looking at the 55,000 pounds of CO2 equivalent that we generate each year on average, about 50% of that is through just the goods and services that you purchase. When you go get a McDonald's burger or you buy a refrigerator or whatever it is, all of those things have to be produced using goods and they have to be produced using energy. And so all of that stuff, the more you use, the more you buy, the more you consume, the more carbon equivalents that you put in, you are responsible for as an individual putting in the, in the air. So just 
buying less, you know, not being a, not being a wasteful for society, not being a throwaway society, recycling, that kind of thing is a big part of it. Energy is a large part of it, um, electricity and natural gas. Uh, and so in those areas, the best thing you can do in this area, if you're in Austin uh, and you're using Austin Energy, you can be a green choice uh, user. And if you're a green choice user, you pay a little bit more on your bill each month. But what you've done is you've said, I dedicate this to renewable energy sources. And so that money then goes to building the wind farms and the solar farms and those kind of things for renewable energy that Austin Energy does uh, and has done so well so far. Uh, and so that's one of the big things you can do. You can buy, instead of a Escalade, you can buy a Subaru. You know, you can buy something that has really good gas mileage instead of driving around in some humongous vehicle uh, all by yourself uh, and using all of the gas and the energy that was required just to build that car. Idling the car is just just sending carbon right up into the atmosphere, and you're no gain. So we want to be sure to turn the car off, and uh, if you're on the cell phone, just do it with the car off and the windows open. And Patty and Bob now drive electric cars. Yes, we drive uh, Nissan Leafs. And the advantage is it drives like a Lexus. We're, we're leasing it uh, for three years, and then we can see what the technology does. So uh, we spend about $4 a month on, on electricity. Um, and none on gas, so uh, we, it's, a, it's really been a delight. There's no sound. It's so smooth. Everybody really likes it. They want to go, and, you know, and they were scared at first. They said they'd bring their tennis shoes to push us if it didn't work, <laughs> but it does work. The kind of food you eat, buy local. So don't have it shipped here from Japan or New England or California. Buy stuff that's grown in Texas or grown in the Austin area. All of the transportation that goes into transporting that stuff back and forth is, is you know, it's, it's expensive and it puts a lot of greenhouse gases in the air. Recycle. You know, take part in the recycling program. Recycle everything you can. Use compost bins. You know, use everything. Make use of everything. Don't throw everything away and then just buy a new one. And so those are just the, the kind of things. And it, it's really a matter, it's a way of thinking about how you live and how you're contributing to the Earth's continuance instead of its demise. Actually, one of those areas that I have a great interest in is food. Um, beyond buying local, eating a, a different diet, like a plant-based diet versus a meat-based diet, what do you know about that? Well, what I know and what I practice are somewhat two different things in this area. I am not the best person to me to be talking about this because I, I love hamburgers and things like that. But I, I have reduced the amount of beef that I eat because cattle are one of the largest polluters on the earth. They produce a lot of methane, which is a greenhouse gas. And the problem with methane is it's 23 times more potent than carbon dioxide when it comes to destroying the, the atmosphere. Um, and so less beef is good. Less meat in general is good. More vegetables are good. Um, fish, are, are, fish is really a dependent on how far you have to ship those fish. 
um, but fish is not as bad as, as meat. Um, Patty, can you add something to that? We were forced onto a uh, diet, so um, a vegetarian diet because of health reasons, and uh, it was hard startup. So, because I was used to the other way, what we found as a byproduct is we've actually got more energy, and uh, and we also lost weight. So, uh, it was two uh, unintended consequences that were of benefit. Okay, I'm going to get better. <laughs> so, when you talk to people about this carbon diet program and Obviously, they're coming there wanting, or had they have an interest in it, or they wouldn't be there. But what is their reaction when you explain the different parts of this and what they need to do to reduce their carbon footprint? The major reaction is how easy it is. How easy it is to reduce their carbon footprint by 10% in 30 days. And we say 30 days because 30 days is the, is the time period of the whole program. You have a couple, three meetings in people's homes, and you build and you build and you build. And at the end of 30 days, they really understand what their carbon footprint is about and what they're producing and how they can reduce it and what they have done to reduce it. Because at the end of the 30 days, you're trying to get them to the point where they've reduced it by, by the, by the 5,000 pounds. And so most of it is wow, that, that was easy. I didn't realize how easy it was to reduce the bad things I'm doing to the atmosphere and save money. And, oh, look at these other ways I could do it and wait till I get my grandkids in here and show them about it or my grandfather or whatever it is. They, they become advocates because they see how easy it is to do something that's so good so fast. So let me give you some examples of things that I've done at my home. And I, I started some of these before, but a lot of these because of the carbon diet program because I wanted to win. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I cut out a lot of um, St. Augustine grass out of my yard, and I replaced it with flower beds. And I used, I used plants that were low-water-requiring plants. Um, and so a lot less water is being used now by my house, a lot less. Uh, I actually installed solar panels on my home. Austin Energy at the time, and I think still does, have a good rebate program for people that want to install solar panels. Uh, it is a little pricey up front to install, but between the rebates and, and federal credits, you can get them a lot cheaper than if you weren't uh, getting those kind of rebates. Uh, and, then, and then so you pay some up front, and then but, but after, after the payoff, after you've saved enough money by using solar energy, you've paid for the solar panels, and then basically your energy is free. And so if you plan to live in your house for, say, more than five years, the, the um, payback on solar panels is astronomical. I mean, if you're going to live in your house for 20 years, for instance, and it takes five years to pay off the solar panels, then basically you're getting your power for free for 15 years. Um, that's not a bad, bad deal. Um, we lowered the temperature on our, the thermostat temperature on our water heater from, I think, 125 to 120. Didn't really notice the difference at all in terms of shower, you know, temperature or anything, but it lowered the gas bill. Um, what else? Those, those, those are kind of the easy things. How you drive, um, you know, don't stomp on the accelerator, just drive kind of normal 
don't jump in the car and, and go 10 miles if you don't need to jump in the car and go 10 miles. Be aware that every mile you drive uses gas, and gas is a major polluter of, of the environment. And you're, you're wearing your car out, and then you're going to have to buy another car, and you wear your tires out. I mean, it just all adds up. I think it's hard if you do it by yourself. Uh, what we find is the encouragement when you have a specific time you're going to come and you're going to report to your friends what you've done well there's an accountability factor and people you know ante up for it and say oh just wow just as I was coming in the door before I came I did, <laughs> did this or that and so that uh, that engagement is very essential so I think it's like life if we try and do it by ourselves we're just not equipped we take we need each other to support ourselves and our efforts and that's what this is about. My name is Patty Stevens. I'm a psychotherapist here in Austin. Been practicing here over 30 years. Stevens, a co-founder of Climate Buddies, talks about another of their projects, this one called Faith and Energy Action Team, or FEAT. FEAT, F-E-A-T, focuses on faith-based groups and the people within them to inspire them to reduce their carbon footprint, not just at home, but also in their places of worship. Climate Buddies has worked with several congregations and... What we do here is we train the leaders or the initiators. They may not be leaders, but they care. <laughs> that, that means a leader in this language, is that you care and you're willing to put your... You're willing to walk the talk, that you actually do something about what you believe in, and uh, we want to facilitate that. And so that's the purpose of the group. It's very helpful to get together with, with people that are doing something already and can help and encourage and support the leadership that it takes to uh, encourage others to join in. Because people, you know, they do one of two things. They go, help us. Oh, it's too big. Oh, I'm too small. Oh, it's already too late. You know, all of these kinds of ways of getting out of taking responsibility for doing what we can do at this time. If it's too late, we will we will fold the cards. Okay? So right now it is not too late. We can make a difference. Yeah, and that seems to be the most important message is that each person can make a difference. And I think that's, at least in my experience, has always been the biggest stumbling block is that people feel... There isn't anything they can do, and I think these two programs that you've described show that you can do something and pretty easily without yes. completely altering your life. Yes, with support. It's real hard to do it by yourself, and so that's why we encourage this kind of teamwork, this kind of shoulder-to-shoulder, um, kind of picking up the marbles when they spill so that we can actually uh deposit in that treasury and have that that's so encouraging to see see how much each person's doing how much your congregation's doing how much your uh, community center is doing all of those things count we want to have it so that it shows that we do make a difference all this work that greg has been describing and um I'm talking about in our first two years, about two and a half, we have over a million 
pounds of carbon that we can track that we have been able to save. So we can demonstrate that we can make a difference. For example, the uh, congregation that we go to, um, we did one in 2000, one assessment in 2013, and we had 143 um, tons of carbon that we were putting out. We've reduced it now so that it's closer to uh, 98. 89, somewhere around that. Uh, and so is that the building? Or yes, that's the building. Okay. So we're, we're looking at the buildings, and what we've done is we've taken the temperature, we've done a energy audit, we've uh, taken the temperature down, we've put thermometers in each of the parts of the building, we uh, are now getting doors that close, <laughs> we have put up screens, there's many ways that we are making a difference. Um, St. David's downtown put up uh, solar panels. So did the uh, Temple Beth Israel. And what they're finding is that they're getting a huge payback so that almost immediately they will have reduced their energy bills uh, to almost nothing. And over a 10-year period, they will be saving close to over $10,000 a year. If, if anybody's interested in knowing more about Climate Buddies, um, you can go to our website and see what our programs are. We, are, uh, we have a membership. We don't charge dues, um, but anybody that joins, we add your name to our, to our list, and, and everybody's name is listed on the website. And then we have a newsletter that goes out to talk about what we're doing uh, we don't have, you know, the, the bureaucracy associated with some organizations like dues and, and weekly meetings or, you know, monthly meetings or anything like that. We really try to emphasize the let's have fun part of it. And so when we're going to have something big for Earth Day or when we're doing something where everybody might want to know and come together, we let them know. But other than that, you're adding your name to someone who supports what we're trying to do. Um, that helps us in a, in a direct and an indirect way. It helps us directly because when we go to city council or anybody else, we can say we represent X hundred number or X thousand number of people that are, you know, members of Climate Buddies. And it makes it a little more, you know, a little more gratifying, a little more relative. Um, we haven't found that to be a big problem because our message is our main thing. But it, it does help to have a lot of people behind you. And just the social aspect of belonging to something like that and knowing there's a place where you can go and get information or you can input ideas is probably a big plus. Plus, it's confidential. We don't sell it, <laughs> the list. Uh -huh. So if you add your name and also add what your interest is, you know, so that we can plug in uh, the kind of information that you need. If you want to find out more about um, electricity or electric vehicles or water or whatever, then we'll be able to target the information for you. Climate Buddies, www.climatebuddies.org. Go there, get the information and become part of the population that mothers our Earth. 
Until next time, this is Salwa Khan for Mothering Earth. Thank you.